Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. gathered you all here today to talk about dinosaurs 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 well kind of um yeah. well shit how y'all doing <laughs> no what is it well shit what y'all doing <laughs> screwing no we're actually just recording and drinking you part mm. as um, you do yeah we're screwing all of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the Patreon. No, this is for everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, but we are screwing them too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, our second Hex Files, and I've got some good articles here. Well, I've got articles. I don't know if they're good, but they're they're believable. They exist. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, dinosaurs is the theme i guess because um so i saw the one about a creature resembling loch ness monster spotted in lake norman which is near normie 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 Um, and i've read about normie before i think but this was uh in march end of march this year it's Mm -hmm. in charlottestories.com this is a very local place for us Mm mm-hmm this says a 35 year old man from mecklenburg county reportedly spotted a dinosaur-like creature in lake norman i don't know why why i'm saying it like that well i know i'm saying dinosaur because you know the dna guy from jurassic park and that is the best way to say it yeah Mm -hmm. um the man who wanted to remain anonymous because why yeah you don't want people knowing um (laughs) he's got a reputation to protect (laughs) Yeah, we don't know. It could be the mayor. Um, I hope so. First sent his eyewitness account to cryptozoology. He just sent it to cryptozoology and was then picked up by Fox News. Okay, so. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> That's clearly real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's probably the realest thing they've ever covered. <laughs> and several other media outlets. But it could be the local Fox News channel, which isn't really the same as Trump Fox News. Yeah. So he says, I was on a boat with my friends. The man, <laughs> I was on a boat with my friends, the man told Cryptozoology. It's just so funny because I don't know what that is. I'm guessing they're referencing a website or a magazine. Let me click the link. It takes me to CryptozoologyNews.com. Oh, but okay. It just, it's funny because it says he told that to Cryptozoology. Like, listen up, Cryptozoology. He had them on speed, though. Um. <clears throat> We were near the lake's main channel when we saw something splashing around in the water. The man and a few of his friends spotted the creature while boating around the southern part of Lake Norman. He said that it was about 10 feet long and reminded him of the mythical Loch Ness Monster. There have been Ooh. hundreds of sightings of a large dinosaur-like creature in Lake Norman ever since it was first dammed up in 1963. The website, everybody look this up, lakenormanmonster.com, 
includes an average of about four documented sightings every year since 2010. They've compiled all their sightings in a book called Lake Norman Monster, A Decade of Sightings. So it's been 10 years. There's mm -hmm. four a year. Do the math. That's 40, right? Yeah. Does that check out? Yeah, is that enough? <laughs> is, that, is that enough? Um, which that sounds pretty frequent. Yeah. I think Bigfoot sightings around here are more frequent, but so I guess this because... Moonshine and meth. Well. <laughs> is Lake Norman's not Burke County. Um, the Lake Norman monster was also featured in an episode of Destination America's Boogeyman and a random Canadian show called Destination Monstre. Well, how do you say that in French? Monstre? Uh, Monstre? Monstre? Monstre. Here's the teaser for the Normie episode in French. And there's a YouTube link, so um, that should okay. be fun. According to unknownexplorers.com, descriptions of Normie vary from sighting to sighting and range from a crocodilian. <laughs> um, Goddamn. Okay. TikTok. It's a TikTok. Because it's like, oh, what is no. it? Alligator. <laughs> okay. Um, Crocodilian-like creature to the more classic three-humped serpent, though most that have seen the Lake Norman monster seem to agree that the beast is more fish-like, with a slender body, mm. Mm. whisker-like appendages. <laughs> I did not see it go into appendages, or whisker-like. Flippers and a ragged-looking dorsal fin. Legendary lake monster investigator and founder of the global underwater search team, Gust, Jan of Sunberg, has even expressed interest in the Lake Norman monster. Oh, that's good. Back in 2006, Captain Gus Gustafson, that's his name, right? Yeah. Gus yeah. Gustafson. For real? Yup. That's his name. <laughs> well, he's a captain. Led a small film crew on an expedition to find the Lake Norman monster with no avail. And that's the end of the article. Huh. So, I mean, I guess he's more famous than um, we figured. I mean, he's more famous than I realized, I guess. Yeah, because I really thought that that's, it's such a regional thing. Why would anybody outside of this area know about it? You know what I mean? Well, the French know about it. Some Apparently. Said random Canadian something. Somebody up in Quebec was like, you know, this is a really cool story. Let's do it. Yeah, it's it's like, um, so he must be popular. I mean, he must be known. I guess. We're going to take a boat out with some, <laughs> some gin and tonics. Adventure and, juice. And daiquiris. Adventure juice, yes. And then we'll um, find him. We'll look for him. So the thing that strikes me is the nuclear power plant is part of Lake Norman, right? Is it? Yeah. I think, I yeah. I think so. And then also there are catfish that can eat a human they're so big because oh of their okay so, are there fish with three eyes probably like the simpsons probably I mean, the simpsons haven't been wrong yet that's true so yeah we don't need to go to scotland we can just go to lake norman <laughs> we have our own bootleg Loch Ness monster he, here he's he's, a <laughs> he's the uh like uh what is it like this is if you ordered the Loch Ness Monster off Wish.com. <laughs> but what's funny is they said he's got like, like he's real slim. He's thin. And uh, he's got some thick whisker-like appendages and a ragged dorsal fin. Like, he's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's old, I guess, right? Or at least radiated? Right. 
Is he eating enough? Is he getting enough food? Does anybody check on him during the quarantine? Is it like a, um, what do they call those pleothorizodins? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pleothorodon. Uh... Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, but what actually there's more sightings of than Normie mm-hmm. are flying dinosaurs in North Carolina. Mm. Like, don't choke on your daiquiri there. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like the one I saw. Sorry, I'm eating the strawberries. (laughs) Yeah, like the one you saw and the one that Tamara like threw on us nonchalantly in our drive back from Asheville. Like, I saw one of them flappy boys. Yeah, yeah. Body floppies. Um, She just now thought to tell us about it. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Right. So I want to read this article and then I want to hear that story. And then you, because you told, did you, you told your story on the bonus Mm -hmm. for patrons. I Um, did. And uh, so if you want to hear a cricket story, go give us money. <laughs> Just kidding. But, I mean, you can do a dollar and hear it. It's worth a dollar. And then cancel it. Mm-hmm. Don't get, I'm not giving you any ideas. Um, but we're only two away from, like, hosting a scary movie night, which we mm-hmm. need to put a poll up on our Instagram on, like, what movies what movie? we should watch. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the 2001 movie, The Wendigo. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> a contender. I heard that was so, so good. It'll be like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but not funny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm such a nerd. Okay, so this one came from literally five or six days before that other article on Lake Normie. So is it Lake Normie? What's the name? Normie. Lake Norman. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is also at charlottestories.com. They're really the only ones in the area covering the dinosaur activity in these parts. Um, and we appreciate you because you're doing it once a week, mm-hmm. which calm down or that helps us. But um, seems like a portal opened up that week. Yeah, um, it was posted under their conspiracy, I guess, tab. So flying dinosaur sightings are on the rise in North Carolina. And this picture shows one at the skyline of the city of Charlotte, which I don't think it's photoshopped, right? It can't be. Obviously not. <laughs> Look at the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> so it says North Carolina has long been home to legends of Bigfoot, the Lake Norman monster, and lizard men. I do want to do an episode on the lizard man of like Green. Is it Greenville? South oh, Carolina? Yeah, yeah. But recently there's been a growing belief of modern pterosaurs living in North Carolina. Pterosaurs were flying reptiles that many scientists believe went extinct a long time ago. Believe? <laughs> it didn't say that scientists say ex- we're extinct they're like we think they are i mean right if that's what you believe that's what you believe mm-hmm. right we can do science too cryptozoologist jonathan whitcomb author of the books modern pterosaurs searching for ropens and finding god and beef that kid in chess oh, wow that's wow. he's got his he's got his wow. name on a couple in a couple things um, I That's didn't know where that was going. Right. I didn't know that where that was going. I thought it was just like beat that kid and get away with it. Um, <laughs> he sent out a press release about the creatures, including new pterodactyl sightings in North Carolina. He commented, my associates and I believe that these are non-extinct pterosaurs. Oh, they're, so they're not the extinct ones. Oh, oh. What many persons would call pterodactyls or flying dinosaurs, but <laughs> they're not scientists. They're from the extinct region of France. Right. These are from North Carolina. The layman <laughs> would call them pterodactyls. 
We know them as pterosaurs, and they are the non-extinct kind. I'm not reading, that's just... Um, okay. Cynthia Lee, who has been studying to become a veterinarian technician, reported to Whitcomb an apparent pterosaur that she saw on Thursday, January 4th in Raleigh. She was sure that the flying creature had no feathers, but it did have a long tail with a diamond-shaped bulb at the end of the tail. It also had a head crest. Fancy. <laughs> Fancy. She also spotted the creature last week following Wednesday's, Wednesday's snow. <laughs> Lee was taking an Uber ride to work when she saw the same crested creature out the window. The driver did not see it. Because <laughs> he was driving. Her recent sightings in Raleigh were the first occasions someone in Cynthia's family had seen a parent pterosaur. She says, my mother and uncle saw one, too, while they were playing outside of my grandma's house. They told grandma, but she didn't believe it. I thought they were extinct. Since she has seen for herself, however, Cynthia no longer believes that they are all extinct. Whitcomb also wrote an extensive article on LivePterosaurs.com, which includes several additional North Carolina sightings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, a man, his cousin, saw something bringing to his mind the word dragon. The man said it looked like what I had seen in a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> in Asheville, North Carolina. It, wait, 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 wait. It looked like something I'd seen in, in a Jurassic Park movie. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't mm -hmm. describe it as a dinosaur. He describes it as a dragon. Well, that's his, the first thing that came to his mind was dragon. Huh. But it also looked like something I've seen in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> in Asheville, North Carolina, a lady saw a huge black-winged creature fly over very low over her car. Sounds like you. Mm -hmm. It had no feathers but sharp edges to its features. In Jacksonville, North Carolina, an eyewitness saw something huge flying in the sky. It looks like a pale greenish white and smooth skinned. That's Ooh, period. that's very different. It didn't appear to have any feathers, and it had a tail with a diamond shape on the end. Huh. North Carolina is considered by many cryptozoologists to be one of America's seven pterosaur hotspot states. So on this little map... We're good for something. It's got nine plus. And so Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, Utah, right? Is that Utah? Um, Hawaii and California. Now, Hawaii would make sense, but. Because who wouldn't want to be in Hawaii? So Matt Cartmill, Professor Emeritus. What? Emeritus. Emeritus? Conservancy? <laughs> of evolutionary anthropology <laughs> at Duke University said that it's not impossible for there to be living pterosaurs today, but it is highly unlikely. Please get out of my office. Why are you asking me this? No, I added that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess it could be, but I think it's very unlikely. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> then he said, I can't believe that if they were living pterosaurs in North America, three centuries after naturalists, explorers, farmers, hunters, trappers, and biologists, would have never run across a single specimen living or dead. Cartmill Cart told Raleigh's News and Observer, I'd rank it as being slightly more probable than living unicorns in Raleigh and Durham, but only slightly. So that means we have unicorns here too. Mm. Scientifically speaking. Yeah, if we're one of the hot spots and you'd more likely see a unicorn here, then there'd be unicorns. Yeah. What I'm hearing. I need to go find and, me a unicorn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, um, not the pterosaurs, but mm -mm. there was a YouTube well, I don't video. Know, I could write that, too. I mean, that'd be pretty baller. Yeah, right? I mean, we'll investigate unicorns. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, you know, I heard something one time that said, like, unicorns, 
might have been mistaken for um, there's a type of goat that like can accidentally have a horn. If this whiskey helps me remember it at all, because <laughs> people, people like may have said that unicorns are smaller in mythology than like horse size, but who knows? I mean, hmm. we've talked about glowing horses before, so <laughs> nothing surprises us anymore. Right. Um, and there's like a whole YouTube channel devoted to save pterosaurs. I found the guy. It's very professional. Oh yeah, my, my. but when he shows like a silhouette, like I'm not gonna lie, they look like what? What do they look like? The herrings? No, yeah. Um, because if you see a herring fly, they're big, and your first thought is that thing looks like a dinosaur with a tail and a diamond shape, because that's how they hold their legs back. Mm-hmm. Just saying, and then they put their neck back. Just Google Google these things, and you'll see. Um, but they put their I'll head back. To, so I'll have to look at it because it's like. I know, I don't know about you, Tamara, but personally what I saw, like, I, I remember the wings more than anything, which were incredibly, like, bat-like. You know what I mean? That's exactly See, how I remember it. That's the other thing is, well, what I'm saying is, like, a, a lot of these sightings have said, like, they have bat-like wings. But the picture he showed, and I'm sure there's people that misidentify it, mm-hmm. just kind of like with Bigfoot and probably bears and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think the number of reported sightings the majority of them are probably misidentified waterfowl or birds, but then you have the ones that these people are seeing that don't have feathers, mm-hmm. bat-like wings, are gigantic, and people that are familiar with birds and stuff. Birds mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah, and I was not unaccustomed to some birds, you know, growing up and stuff like that when I saw them. I was like, I know what that is. Yeah, you I'm know? not trying to discount you. I'm just saying that I'm sure a lot of people have seen those and thought it looked like some weird flying creature but right you're talking about bat like lizard fucking like dragons. yeah it, it 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 honestly the the reason i tell i told that story is because it reminds me so much of like the jersey devil and that description yeah tell us about your flappy boy when you were little me yeah so i was very little I was not in school yet. I started school when I was four, so maybe I was three. And I was at the babysitter who was my aunt at the time, and she's about six years older than me. So she wasn't old enough to babysit me. What the fuck was actually going on? (laughs) But we were out in the yard playing and um, like kind of felt this shadow go over and looked up and saw flying pretty low, a big featherless brown bat kind of thing yeah featherless bat i'm just fucking with you (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a different kind that we had back in the 80s Mm. because it was the 80s (laughs) and i remember thinking in my mind like that's a dinosaur that's a pterodactyl because Mm -hmm. the land before time was Mm -hmm. like my movie i love that shit yes oh my god yes and was it was it petrie uh-huh. Was that the pterodactyl? I think so. And I yeah. was like, it's, it's Peachtree. <laughs> this motherfucker does exist. And I remember, like, being so confused and having, like, a heavy feeling in my stomach and sort of looking to my aunt for guidance, like, to look at her and be like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? As much as a little kid can. And she looked at me and her eyes got glazed over and i could just tell that she saw it too but she was not trying to discuss it she was mm. very unsettled by it we don't talk about 
the dinosaurs that we see. You hear me? <laughs> you don't run and tell your mom and them about this. I think I gave you some drugs. <laughs> but she wasn't old either. She was a kid. I mean, she was she was still very much a kid. Like 10, 11, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we just went back to playing whatever we were playing. Wow. And never spoke of it again. Because the look that I got from her, she was so unsettled. I was like, yeah, this is not for discussion. Even as a tiny child. And that heavy, heavy feeling in my stomach, I was like, yeah, this is different. Nonetheless, there was a giant, flappy, leathery, wingy skyboy. Flew over while I was playing one day. And the fact that it's like, oh, you're a kid. And it's like, when you look to the person who's supposed to be your guardian at the time, and they're older, and they're like, oh, shit. And they're like that, too. That mm-hmm. leads. It's pretty cemented. Yeah. There's, I remember most of my life for reasons. But um, I remember that. That's one of definitely my first memories. Yeah, because yours, you said yours flew over the car, right? Who, me? Yeah. No, that was an owl. Oh, that was the owl. That was Mothman. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, was, I was just outside of my, uh, my mom's house. I think I was like eight. And I was sitting outside at the intersection and I was waiting for a friend to come out and play. And we were going to meet like at that intersection. Um, And I just remember sitting out there and then all of a sudden this big gray, brown, leathery, flappy, bat winged thing flew real low, like to the point where I thought it was going to hit the top of like this, uh, street light in the neighborhood and I like duck and cover because I'm like oh god what it's going to pick me up and then you know by the time I you know stopped you know doing the tornado drill crouch uh you know it was gone and I never it nobody ever like I'm kind of jealous tomorrow that you had somebody else there even if she won't verbally like validate you you could tell that she saw it too because it's like I felt so crazy and I went I I remember I remember I drew it several times because I was like, this is wild. And I had to like illustrate to people what I saw. You know what I mean? Right. Because it was such a weird thing. And of course, nobody believes you. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Like I would draw it. This is a rabbit hole that we're going to get into another time. But Mm -hmm. this article on Enigmos, is that how would you say that? E-N-I-G-M-O-S-E dot com. Oh, yeah. So they have something about pterodactyls in different places that they've been reported. What stood out to me is the bioluminescence. (gasps) What? Reports of bioluminescent nocturnal predatory flying creatures are commonplace in Indonesia. They are known locally as the KOR, K-O-R, the South Pacific KOR, and similar creatures, which may be smaller, younger versions, smaller versions of what are known as the Ropen, which that was mentioned in that one article, and I was like, what's a Ropen? That's R-O-P-E-N. Both bear striking resemblance to what science dictates that allegedly extinct pterosaurs looked like. Bioluminescence is a well-documented natural phenomena. The most commonly known example is the common firefly. Bioluminescence has also been observed in fungi, marine vertebrates, and invertebrates and microorganisms. Among higher, more evolved members of the animal kingdom, it has been documented, although rare, in some owls. Ooh. Review mm. of accounts of luminosity in barn owls. What? I'm going to click that link on a different time. I'm going to save it. And then this mentions that 
The bioluminescent aspect of the New Guinea core and ropen is consistent with reports from South Carolina. <laughs> In a swampy region near Bingham, South Carolina, are tales of the Bingham lights. Mm. Uh, some have tied these to swamp gas, because and then it goes into the Brown Mountain lights and stuff. But so we've got pterosaurs and water monsters and glowing owls. Hold on, I didn't know certain owls could glow or had bioluminescence. I didn't either. I've never heard that before. I'm gonna say bookmark this because that's gonna happen. Um, yes. Some about barn owls and will o' the wisps and stuff. Okay, that's a big hole to go down right now. Um, oh, yeah. For a mini episode. Um, so I have not seen any pterodactyls. I've not seen any pterosaurs and I've not seen any dinosaurs. However, I would like to see them. If you're listening. <laughs> yes. If anybody yeah. knows a dinosaur, tell us. <laughs> now, there was a link I found that says, can you see a pterosaur in this video from Raleigh, North Carolina? But there's no video. The government had taken it off of the internet. You think it was the CIA? <gasps> yeah. Tell them. Tell them, it was a, tell them it was an owl and they'll believe you. Tell the people. <laughs> uh, it's not Momo. It won't bring in the money. But yeah, so we need to go out to Lake Norman. But Lake Norman, I'm just so conflicted about that because it's a man-made lake that came about in 1963. And you would think some kind of crazy dinosaur, like interdimensional creature would be in primordial waters. I don't know. Lake Norman's a little trashy for that. Where would it have yeah. even come from if it was man-made? Right. Interdimensional? Jurassic Park? Yeah. I don't know. But then there is the nuclear power plant, so. They grew one? Tomorrow's idea where it's like a mutated like catfish. It could be. You know what I mean? A really long, stretchy boy. Yeah. A whisker. Those things get huge. It did say it had whisker like appendages, and catfish are known for their whiskers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Famously. And also for luring people into scams online. <laughs> false relationships. Yeah, if Lake Norman was man made and dammed up, but maybe it got trapped when they dammed it. Maybe it was Maybe it was just a baby. Yeah, maybe it was a little baby and it got lost and separated. Like the land before time. Aren't those baby dinosaurs you that get separated? Shut your dirty whore mouth. Don't you talk <laughs> about them. Um, what was the big dinosaur, like the bad guy's name? The T-Rex was his name? Sharp Tooth. Sharp Tooth. Sharp Tooth. We used to have those rubbery puppets from Pizza Hut. Yes. 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 And they had Casper ones too. And they had Muppets. I didn't have any Muppets, but we had, like, the Land Before Time ones, and then we had some Casper ones. The Casper ones glue in the dark. Glowed in the dark. Glue. <laughs> um, and I like those Casper puppets and the Land Before Time puppets, but they always smelled like grease. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> soaked into the rubber, the vinyl. Those were good times. I don't know why Pizza Hut ever sold hand puppets. They encouraged us to read, and that's all that matters. If you can stuff these puppets with cheese, I'll eat them. <laughs> I'll be into it. Wendigos? Wendigos? Yeah, so anyway, um, that was a good dinosaur exploration in our little region. I'm sure our listeners have other dinosaur tales in their hometowns, because they can't all go extinct. You saw the map. We have the most. Yeah. I'm looking up specs on Lake Norman versus Loch Ness because I'm a nerd. It says that the length of Loch Ness is 22.5 miles. And then Lake Norman is 
33.6 miles max how what's the girth on and this? it's wider too because um it's 1.7 miles across at loch ness and nine miles across at lake norman lake norman is creepy because there are established communities under the lake because mm-hmm. they were flooded to create the lake yeah lake do you think there's uh, there's still people down there i'm sure there were cemeteries in the established communities that they flooded yeah oh man underwater cemeteries you move the water but you left the bodies <laughs> <laughs> so we'll look in i want to look more into these lake norman maybe that lake maybe there was a community of um dinosaurs and they got lizard men this year too apparently <laughs> well think of those catfish how much they'd have to eat down there they probably have houses and jobs well they would have to yeah I I think a flying pterosaur sighting is more, I don't even know if I want to say that. I was going to say, I think it's more plausible <laughs> than normie, but because it is man-made, it makes you wonder, like, where did it come from? Right. This isn't like, they say Loch Ness, oh, this might have been something that got in here a long time ago, or might be a big eel or something. Like, you would think a man-made, I don't know. All water is connected, though. Right? Well, no. Don't we just have one water? Haven't you ever seen ponds? Mm, but how are ponds fed from underground springs and where the springs come from? Not always, right? Well, they said they dammed it up. So they dammed up some kind of river somewhere and flooded a community. And there's a Loch Ness monster in Lake Norman. The Lake Norman monster. I need about tree fitting. Her name is Normie. Normie. Oh, Normie. Yeah, I want to see a pterosaur. Yeah, you're the only one now. I know. I feel like I'm out of the club. I'm out of the pterosaur <laughs> club. You might have aged out. Wow. <laughs> That's true, because you and I both saw it when we were pretty young. Yeah. Two like... out of three witches have seen a pterosaur. <laughs> Those are statistics. I can count. I know the score. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, it's a very small can... sample group, though. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> if you can find your drawings um, of the pterosaurs from when you I were have, little. I have looked since um, we recorded that bonus episode, and I cannot find them. I mean, I'll look again, but I cannot find them anywhere. Well, you can redraw them. We'll, buy <laughs> okay. you some, we'll send you some crayons. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that I have a lot of crayons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed um, our first mini episode. It seems like you did. You can also find a new story out today when you're hearing this on Patreon. And we'll talk about Wendigo, other stories, and Sitch. And um, then we'll find more fun, true articles <laughs> to share on here as we drink. Um, drinking Japanese whiskey and coffee. Mm-hmm. And you were drinking um, wine from Walmart. <laughs> from the Walmart region of Hickory. <laughs> and then we have a picture on Discord of Cricket's delicious looking daiquiri. <laughs> what liquor did he put in your daiquiri? Oh, rum. Yum. Yeah, it was super good. And we have um, strawberries that were grown just like a few minutes from here in a local farm. So it was pretty good. Get yeah. fancy with it. I mean... <laughs> yeah, and I think we a little bit more sober this time. Just a Which, 
which next time we'll <laughs> we'll get more drunk. I'm sorry. Um, All apologies. We're trying really hard, <laughs> and we need to start. It, I realized the last episode we didn't introduce ourselves. We never do, <laughs> and I'm like, what if somebody listens to this and is like, who the fuck are they? Um, <laughs> but I've been bones this whole time. Uh, <laughs> I've been cricket part of the time. Oh, part of the time. And which Just one are you tonight? I'll be Tamara. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and I've been Bones since episode one, so <laughs> it's me. It's still me. But until next time, in our super buy bi weekly, <laughs> two out of three buys, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mini episodes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Go get in your hunker shelter. <laughs> Yes, okay. Super bye. Tornado bye. Love you guys. Bye. Goodbye. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. Thank you.